0: This episode is brought to you by Storyblocks, a video production company reimagining stock media. hey everyone welcome to the creator hub my name is lloyd
1: and i'm ash
0: and we're so excited that you're here if you're a creator this is the number one place to be we talk about the creator economy news and how you can start and grow your podcast um this is an exciting month because we have some exciting news you may know that we've been living in dc for the last seven months we moved here from atlanta but at the end of this month we're gonna make another move ash do you want to tell people Where we're going to be moving
1: um i think you should tell them because you were the one who was like super amped up about this i was
0: i was (laughs) um and you know i think that's fair that's fair so at the end of this month we're gonna move to la and i this is something that i'm really really excited about i have wanted to live in la um not for a long time but (laughs) for a long time just like on and off and the fact that it's going to become a reality now is very, very exciting. Um, I think part of what's most exciting about this move is the fact that LA is a very creator centric town. Um, and as I've become more and more of a creator, and as, as it's become a bigger part of my life, um, I have wanted to be in a city that embraces creators and a city that has lots of opportunities for creators. Um, and just with like my personality and the fact that I love networking and meeting new people, I really think this Will be a great opportunity for me and ash as creators um Ar, how are you feeling about this
1: i'm like 50 50 i agree like i think it's gonna be great for the work you do the work we do the work i'm interested in doing personally um but then also it's very far from home yeah it um, is. so i you know moving to dc was like that i feel like it was our first step as far as like moving away from family and being completely on our own we do have you know very little family here but we don't see them a lot um so i'm i'm kind of middle like i think it's gonna be great like i think it's gonna be really great for us um, but on the se- on the other side of it, I am a little sad to be leaving DC so soon, as I was just starting to make friends. But of course, I can see them anytime. Um, I want to see them, and so, but that part has me a little sad as well. But I'm excited. I'm. I guess I've heard some things about L.A. people, L.A. blacks, and yeah. <laughs> we'll see what's true or not. But I hope everyone is kind and friendly. And I'm not the most like I'm not like Lloyd. You know, I'm not the most always in the mix and I'm not a bit big networker Um I'm I'm an introvert in a lot of ways. I'm a people person, but I'm also an introvert, and so I don't like small talk. I don't like just talking about work. I don't like just talking about goals and the next thing to check off a list. I'm more of a uh, a person who likes to go, you know, on a on a. I don't want to say deeper. Not that those things aren't important. And yeah. um. And close to people's heart. It's not a dig at that or anything like that. I just think I'm a more.
0: You like substance.
1: But then that sounds like I'm downing all that other stuff. Like it doesn't have substance to it, and that's not yeah. how I really feel. Fair. Uh, I'm spir- I'm very spiritual. Like I like having a real connection with people beyond just work. And some relationships are solely about work. And I don't like that. Like, yeah. I never have. Um, I'm more of a, I like meeting people and making them my family. And so I think it's in some ways it's going to be a hard adjustment for me where, you know, you're in certain environments where everything is only about business and all that, yeah. which it's great. And I enjoy that. But at the same time, I could care less <laughs> about it. Yeah. So I don't know. I have some apprehensions, of course, but... I'm I'm excited as well.
0: Yeah, I get that. You know, me on the other hand, I I do not talk to me about anything deep. I want to talk about podcasting and creators and just all <laughs> the things you do when you're networking. I Y'all, don't want to. Don't go super tendency, super deep. Let's just keep it. I'm just kidding. I'm just kidding.
1: Lloyd has this tendency to call everyone his friend, and I'm always like, "What? Who's your friend? Yeah, the guy, my friend, um, George, who da da da." And I'm like, "The guy you met last night." And he's like, yeah, at the, at the party, the networking thing. And I'm like, yeah, that's not your friend. Like he just puts such a and maybe guys do in general. They just put there's literally no weight to that word for him. Yeah. And me, if I say someone's my friend, I'm basically saying that's my sister. Like that's my bro- brother, you know, and so Lloyd is very like. He's so good about making things solely and strictly about business and okay, boom, that was great. I'll see you in six months and we'll recap. I'm more like, how was he? How's his wife? How's their baby? And he's like, I don't know. I didn't ask about any of that. It's just not me at all.
0: (laughs) Have you seen that uh, video of that guy that's like um, women ask questions and he's like, I told my wife uh, and I'll play the clip Life. Women always have more questions than men have answers to.
1: Great example of this. Six, seven months ago, I get a text one day. The text says, please pray for Tom. He was in a bad wreck. I walk into the kitchen where my wife is. I said, Hey, I just got a text, said please pray for Tom, he was in a bad wreck. She said, Was he driving? I said, I don't know. I just got a text, said please pray for Tom, he was in a bad wreck. Were Carol and the kids in the car with him? I don't know. I just got a text, said please pray for Tom, he was in a bad wreck. Were the people in the other car hurt? I don't know. I just got a text, said please pray for Tom, he was in a bad wreck. What hospital did they take him to? I don't know. I just got a text said, please pray for Tom, he was in a bad wreck. She said, Well, you don't know anything. What do you know? I know you need to pray for Tom, I just got a text, said he was in a bad wreck. yeah Yeah. that's definitely me when Lloyd comes home to tell me a story about anything he he knows this about me you have to set the scene who was there what were they wearing did everyone have what kind of disposition did people have during the conversation what were the facial expressions I need all the tea like every morsel and every detail like paint me a picture that's how I am
0: no I totally totally get that and I think we will definitely keep you updated on how our our LA journey is going, we are still in the very early phases of trying to figure out exactly where we want to be, where we want to live. So we'll continue to keep you updated.
1: And if you have suggestions, because we literally know nothing about LA. We've been before, but we don't know the neighborhoods and we will end up in some neighborhood because we thought that's where you were supposed to live. And y'all, please help us out. Like send us suggestions. Like what are good neighborhoods um, to live in? I'm... From Mississippi let's just start there yeah I am sick of the concrete okay right. I want a yard like, I want to see lemon trees. I I mean, if I'm going to do the California move, I want California, okay? Yeah. It needs to be giving ocean spray. It needs to be giving palm trees. I don't want to just be in downtown surrounded by right. skyscrapers Buildings. and concrete. So I want to be somewhere that has some level of walkability and we're near a park. And, yeah. you know, I, I want a town feel, you know, I don't want to, I don't want to, super city urban feels so as much as i want to feel like i'm a part of a town so if you all and lloyd is on the exact opposite of that he loves the concrete he loves the skyscrapers he loves the high-rise luxury apartments so if you all could give us some suggestions about neighborhoods that could have a little bit of both of those things for us please let us know we need help
0: hey thanks for listening we'll be right back i've been creating content now for a little over a year During that time, I've learned a lot about the types of videos that perform well. One thing is for certain, you need to make your videos as engaging as possible and I have a very easy and cost-efficient way to make that happen. I'd like to introduce you to my latest sponsor, Storyblocks. Storyblocks is a video production platform that reimagines stock media to support a rapid video creation with a truly unlimited model and easy-to-use tools that help you exceed your business goals by using video. There are really three big reasons why I think you should check out Storyblocks. With the exception of my video editor Shane, none of us listening are professional video editors. Storyblocks provides thousands of professional pre-made motion graphics. Storyblocks has a plugin that allows you to bring the entire storybook library into Premiere Pro and After Effects. Now my lawyer said I couldn't say their name, but I recently worked with And I got charged a million different fees, which is why I love that Storyblocks has predictable subscriptions. Other sites operate using paperclip pricing. Storyblocks is one of the only tools that gives you monthly or annual plans with no hidden fees. I think Storyblocks could help you level up as a creator, which is the reason I decided to partner with them. Make sure you go to storyblocks.com slash creatorhub. That's S-T-O r y b l o c k s dot com slash c r e a t o r h u b you can also find the link in the show notes yo welcome back let's get back into it Thousand um, percent, Ash. Part of what I want to talk about in this podcast episode is my goals, um, re- rather our goals, really. Um, and I feel like a few, a week and a half ago, I released a video sharing what my goals were for February. And every single month, I do this. There's four specific goals that I have, and I want to tell you each of them, and I want to talk about them. The first goal is to make fifty thousand dollars in brand deals and sponsorships by the end of the year. The second goal is to get to ten thousand subscribers in our newsletter. The third goal is to get to 10,000 monthly podcast downloads. And the fourth goal is to grow our business podman to $10,000 in monthly recurring revenue. Let's start with the first goal. Our goal is to make 10,000, uh, is to make $50,000 this year. And brand deals In January, we were at $675. In February, we're now at $4,575. That includes one UGC video and two people sponsoring our newsletter for four like versions, four newsletters and four podcast episodes. And then someone paying us $3,000 for a video we did last year, but we were just paid uh, this month. So, I mean, how do you feel so far about those goals? Like, what are your thoughts?
1: Uh, so what's the total where are we at total wise
0: 4,575
1: no it sounds great sounds like we're on track to hit the goal and we also have some other exciting things coming up that we can't share yet but um, I think will help us get even closer so it's really exciting I'm always iffy about sharing certain infor- yeah. <laughs> information um, but Lloyd is very big on no we should put it out there so I'm like okay but um, <laughs> um so far so good I'm I'm excited about um you getting to work with different partners I think the thing that I was most proud about even though we make obviously like the le- the least amount of money w- with this particular thing but having people sponsor the podcast and the newsletter. It's like really exciting to me because it feels like like that's our baby, right? Especially for me, the newsletter. Like I started up yeah. being the sole writer for it for like twelve weeks, and now we have Corey on our team writing, who's doing amazing. And yeah, um, I don't know. It's just exciting to see that even though we're still growing it, and we're not like where we're gonna be. It's exciting to have someone invest in our podcast and yeah. invest in our newsletter. And, um, I don't know. It just, it just makes me happy that, cause you always see these creators who have like 5 million followers and all that. And so you just kind of assume that the opportunities aren't going to be out there for you as much as they are for people like that. But I'm just yeah. letting y'all know right now, like that's a lie, um, there's opportunity out there for you. So I just really want you to be encouraged. And I think, even as I think about my apprehensions towards putting out numbers per se, um, I'm, I'm very like, private in a lot of ways. I'm, I don't, and I don't ever like coming off as if we're bragging about anything. Um, I want people to always know our intention behind this and our intention behind it is for people to actually know it's possible, right? Like we're, we're black, we're new to this and we're making things happen. And it's not because Lloyd is so much more special than anybody else or 10 times harder of a worker. Although he works very hard. We work very hard. Um, but he's consistent. And I think, I don't know, I want people to be encouraged by that because um, it's easy to look at even the next person. And I think we talked about this on the podcast before of like, oh, they have 10,000 followers. I don't have that. So I right. but but we all had to start from somewhere. Right. And Lloyd's looking at the next person who has six figure followers, you know, so um I just hope that in us sharing it, people really do feel our love behind sharing it and feel encouraged to know that it's possible and it can happen for them, and not feel like it's this um, thing to just be braggy and you know, because there are some people out there who have some numbers that will put ours to shame, yeah. um, and they're crushing it. And but look at it as if okay, I've always looked at things, and then I'm gonna stop with this run-on sentence. I've always looked at people who do amazing things as like a I've never been jealous type I've always been the type that if I saw someone doing something amazing in my mind it was always a check mark like oh so that's possible okay great and it always was like my that gave me life like to see someone else do it that confirms to me that can it, it can be done. Yeah. And I may have that level of denial that people talk about you should have um, because that doesn't mean because someone else is like amazing at Krav Maga that my 5'2 body will ever be good at Krav Maga. But in my mind, I'm going to learn Krav Maga. I'm being serious about this, y'all. Um, what is, what in my mind, again? Krav Maga, yeah. it's a form and I could be wrong about how I explain this, but it's kind of like a form of martial arts. Oh, right, right, right. right. Yeah. yeah, yeah. Um, and so I have all these things in my head that are like, I'm going to do this one day. I'm going to do this one day. Um, And I hope that, again, long story short, I hope that it encourages you um, and gives you gets you pumped up about what's available to us. Because there's tons of content that's going to tell you because you're black, you know, We're never gonna get paid the same and we're not gonna get opportunities and uh, but I believe there's life in the power of our tongues. Um, And we can speak the things that we desire to happen in our lives and make them manifest. I truly believe that. Um, are there injustices? Are there things that aren't fair? Are there things that are stacked against us? Um, of course. But baby, look at look at our stock. Look at who we come from. Like, right. come on, we got greatness in us. So I'm, I'm excited to see how things continue to flourish. And that's the end of my TED Talk.
0: hey i love that and i just want to add one thing to that i think too like um similar to you i think we are both like ash and i are both on this roller coaster and every single month is just like a month of like disbelief like we are going through this in real time and half of what we're experiencing we don't even know it's possible. Like people are constantly just like offering us opportunities that we couldn't even have like asked for ourselves. Um, and so I think like with me sharing my goals, I hope that it not only like encourages you to do the same, but just by like believing that it's possible and putting yourself out there, you will get opportunities just from that. I tell people all the time that like I'd say like forty percent of the people I pitch stuff to. That 40%, they actually don't care about the numbers. They don't care how big you are. They don't care what they're going to earn from those like, projects. They just want to support you. They just like you as a person. They like the fact that you asked them, and so they want to help you. And so you never know what, like, who's out there to help you. You never know where your blessings are going to come from. So definitely be open-minded and definitely shoot your shot. Um, I yes. will say just the last thing about this number, about this $50,000 goal, I think when we made this goal, it felt very big. Like, I think yeah, we both said, did. let's come up with a number that feels impossible. I'm still in the phase where it feels impossible because I think if you're going to make $50,000 in a year, theoretically speaking, if we were on track to make that by this month in the month of February, we would technically need to be at $8,200 um, earned so far. march uh, yeah, but we're talking about February goals. We're recording this in Mar- March, but we're recapping February goals. In oh, March, we would right. need to be at 12,300. Um, and so when you're looking at it from that perspective, it feels very sort of like still very impossible, but... Um, That's part of what's like fun about these goals is you never know. You might make triple them out in April or May or whatever. We don't know we just know we have this big goal and we're like striving towards that. So, um, the second goal is our newsletter. Our goal is to get to 10,000 subscribers within our newsletter in In January, we were at 592. In February, we're at 521. So we actually went down. And the reason that is is because we had some spam emails in our newsletter. So we had to remove those. Um, And all in all, what we are trying to do is not just build 10,000 subscribers. We want like a high quality 10,000, like a solid 10,000. Top tier. Top tier, like the people that really need our help. superior. And so that means... We, we grow a little slower or we get there a little slower. We're okay with that. It's not like we're in a rush to get there. Um, and so that's why we're okay with saying like, you know what, it might take us a long time to get there, but we know all the, the 500 we have, they're like a solid 500. These are people that are real, that enjoy what we do, engage with our newsletters. And so that's, that's how we're thinking about that. Um, anything on the newsletter before I move to the podcast numbers?
1: Uh, no, I think you said it best.
0: Perfect. Um, for our podcast goal, we are trying to get to 10,000 monthly podcast downloads. That number is just insane. In January, we were at 350 downloads per month. In February, we were at 1,500 downloads per month. That's just like insane um, and that was obviously because we were featured in Apple's new and noteworthy which essentially means that when you open your Apple podcast app if you click under the browse section at the very top of the page they're going to have a category called the new and noteworthy and it's basically for you to discover new podcasts we happen to be featured in that section and not only can I believe that that happened to us I just can't believe how much it also helped us I mean 1500 downloads per month is a lot
1: yeah yeah I don't know. It's so funny because when you first found out that you were featured on it, someone was it Sandy? Yeah, someone Sandy. messaged yeah. you because you didn't even know. Right. And then just seeing it, like seeing the artwork for the podcast which I created y'all by the way. Yeah. Seeing the artwork on new and noteworthy like that was crazy. Insane.
0: Screenshot, <laughs> screenshot, screenshot.
1: Yes, lots of screenshots.
0: Yeah, it was wild and I just can't believe that it happened and it helped us a lot and I just want to encourage you like Apple has an editorial form where you can go and you can, you know, fill it out to be featured on different categories that they have. Um, I would highly encourage everyone to do this and people don't know this, but a lot of like other platforms like Spotify has an editorial form. Apple does all of your large podcast apps all have a platform so that they can feature your podcast you need to be shooting your shot. This was the first time I like applied. I didn't necessarily apply for this category. I applied to be featured for Black History Month. Um, and I don't know if these two things are correlated, but you gotta shoot your shot. So you should apply at least on a quarterly basis just so that you're top of mind. For them. Um, Our fourth goal is probably. The most exciting thing on our list. Um, For those of you that don't know. My wife and I have a company called Podman. Which is where we manage podcasts. For influencers and brands. Our goal is to make 10.000 thousand dollars per month from our clients in january we were at three thousand dollars per month in february we're now at four thousand nine hundred and fifty two dollars per month obviously that is just like the gross amount our actual net profit from that is about twenty nine hundred dollars but this is just like i still can't believe this is like happening i mean we've always wanted to have like a business together and work together and the fact that we're actually doing it and making money like people are paying us is just kind of crazy to me
1: It is wild. Um, I I think you should talk a little bit about the fact that this is our second time around with Podman. Um, We tried to launch this in winter, late fall of last year because Lloyd had so many people on TikTok and other platforms asking, do you manage podcasts? Could you help edit All these different things. And so we had like a list of like 70 leads just from people asking him, like, do you offer this service? Can you do this? And I'll let you tell the rest.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And I feel like at the time when we started it for the first time, I thought it was going to be a big success. But to my (laughs) surprise, it was a gigantic fail. Flop. Flop, (laughs) flop, flop. And I was actually very discouraged by that because Mm -hmm. I... Uh, It went a lot differently than I was anticipating. And so I wasn't even planning on starting it over again. I think how we ended up revitalizing this business and deciding to get back into it happened very organically. Um, And so now I think we have enough momentum. We have enough confidence. um, And I think we're being very intentional about how we're growing this business. We're in a position where we don't necessarily need a ton of clients because our livelihoods depend on it, but we're building it very slow, very meticulous very systematic, very intentionally. Um, and I think if we if it would have worked the first time, I don't know that we would have had this luxury. So when I think about it that way, I'm actually glad that it didn't work out the first time because I don't know that we would have had that luxury. I'm enjoying running our business the way we are now, knowing that I get to serve our clients. I get to work with my wife. Uh, we actually get to make money from this business. Uh, and so everything just works out in God's timing. And this is just the perfect example of that. Um, I will say i do want to know I'm, I'm very curious what is like the one thing you're excited about in terms of like podman that you'd hope to see like happen this year like what's one thing you're excited for this year
1: um so for people who don't know first off lloyd mostly handles the sales side of podman and i'm basically i'm the director i handle the day-to-day i i um, work with our clients directly. I work with our um, our team, our engineers, our copywriters. I'm kind of the point of contact for everyone. So it's kind of like Lloyd had the vision for this and then was like, all right, here. And I was like, wait a minute. When did this happen? When did this become my thing? Um, so I'm basically a project manager in a sense. And I'm really enjoying it. You know, I'm really enjoying it. And, you know, earlier we spoke about layoffs with like Spotify and places like that and God's timing. Well, as a result of some of those, layoffs unfortunately but also fortunately we were able to connect with some really amazing talented people um, that we're able to work with now every day now I get to work with some of these individuals from a engineering perspective writing perspective you know all the other great things that they help contribute to our team that they wouldn't have had capacity for you know um, in the past so As I look forward to the future of this year with Podman, I'm just excited to continue working with really talented people um, and growing as a leader. You know, um, I've had a business in the past, but I was a solopreneur. So I've never had to manage contractors and, you know, things of that nature. And so even me, as I navigate, how to do that and sometimes if something comes up and I'm like "Uh, I don't know how to say this and I'll ask lawyer how do you think I should approach this with this person or whatever um it's stretching me in ways and growing me um and I'm really enjoying it. I feel like I'm a good boss. So <laughs> um, and I think we do good at making sure people are happy. And as far especially knowing like as creators, what it's like when people take 30 plus net days to pay you and all that. So being people who can pay people, you know, a week, a week later, six days later and stuff like that, making it important and a priority for us, that feels good to me, you know, and people not having to wait on their money, because we know what it's like to have to wait on our money. And it sucks. You know, you did the work like 60 days ago, and you're still waiting to get paid. So little things like that, I don't take for granted. And the people that we get to work with on all things Creator Hub and Podman. It's just, it's really a blessing. I'm enjoying that. So definitely I'm looking forward to even more so the work itself and signing new clients. Um, I learned so much from all of our clients' podcasts, Um and just who they are as people and the things that they're passionate about, it, it really inspires us. So I would say that's what I'm most looking forward
0: to the most. One thousand percent. I agree with you. And we keep using this word like being intentional and systematic with how we build our business. And for creators out there that may also be building their business, um, I think what what. What we mean by that is we are building this knowing that like we want it to grow. And I think a lot of times when you're growing a business, you're sort of put in a position where you're just sort of like every day you're surviving. You're just trying to figure out how you can do the work that's on your plate right now. And what happens is as you get new clients and as you grow and as all of the things you're dreaming about on your goal list start to happen, you don't have the bandwidth to manage that in a way that's sustainable long term. And you just end up back where you're starting because you can't actually accommodate the growth. And so just for like practicalness, part of the ways that we're doing that is like We have three clients right now and they keep us like really busy. And sure, like Ash and I could do all of the work on our own. Like we have the actual technical know-how, but in order to make sure that we can actually grow, we've hired audio engineers, we've hired writers, we've hired um, just like bookkeepers, people on our team that could help us actually do the work so that if we got another three clients today, we'd actually have enough bandwidth on our plate to do that. And so I'd urge you to think about what that might look like in your business, how you can be intentional with completing the work that's on your plate. Um, before I wrap, I just want to talk about like my goals. And I, I want to say, like, there's actually a lot of intentionality with the four goals I said. And just to take a step back, when I first got on social media platforms, the first thing I thought about was like, I know, like if you do really well on TikTok, they'll pay you. If you do well on YouTube, they'll pay you. So like all of these social platforms that we're on, They pay you money whenever you bring lots of traffic or lots of views. But then I started figuring out that like, oh, you can't only depend on these platforms to pay you. So we need to diversify that, great. Well, let's start working with brands so that now you have another form of revenue on the platform. You're creating content online. You're not only making money from YouTube, you're also being paid from brands. But then we started to think, well, you don't want to just be dependent on brands or these platforms. And so maybe it's in your best interest as a creator to also build your own business so that you have multiple streams of revenue. And so as you think about our goals, um, you know, it was like, the 50K in brand deals, which is like huge, so you're not dependent on platforms. But then you also have like, you know, our own business so that we're not just dependent on brands. And even like our newsletter and our podcast, that is so that all of our audience and our followers are not just on TikTok or they're not just on Instagram because we all know like how easy it is to get banned. We all know how easy it is for these platforms to no longer be available or for them to limit their reach so that you can't get to your audience anymore. And so having your own newsletter and direct communication with your audience is so. So important, and so I'd urge you, just as you think about your goals, just to make sure that you're diversifying and being very intentional about the future. Um, Ash, is there anything I missed?
1: No, I one thousand percent agree with that. We talk about this so much in our newsletter, especially, for instance, with TikTok. You know, potentially being banned in the U.S., and we don't know what's going to yeah. happen with that. Um, but even just from the perspective of you know, working with brands and having more leverage about the amount of dollars you can command when you're in your negotiations, just the importance of owning access to your own audience and it not being dependent fully on a specific platform. Um, it's so important. It's really important. And so um, I think you're spot on with just encouraging people to think outside the box, of how they can do that, even if it's just through knowing that, okay, I offer this free ebook or whatever it is, white paper, whatever it is that I own, that I attract my followers to to download so that I at least have a database of all of my followers emails. That alone right there is power. You know, so just don't take it for granted, the idea of being able to access your followers and people who are interested in your perspective and your voice outside of the traditional forms of social media. And it doesn't mean that you have to start a newsletter or anything like that, but just have a way that you're capturing that information, 1000%.
0: 1000%. And if you're here as a creator, I mean, you've already taken the first step to make sure that you're getting the information you need to grow your platform and your business. So kudos to you. Um, please make sure that you're subscribed to our, our newsletter. You can do that at bigcreator.energy. creator um, We would really appreciate it. And it would be a great step for you to know everything that's going on within the creator economy. Thanks again for being here. And I hope you have an awesome week. Peace.
1: Bye. Bye.